This episode is brought to you by Patreon, specifically the Comic Pop Patreon. Go to patreon.com slash comic pop and find out more about how you can keep the lights on here at Comic Pop. And don't worry, we've got plenty of fun rewards, including early access to videos and weekly updates about what's happening here at the studio. That's patreon.com slash comic pop. All right, let's get on with the show now. Sweeping down upon the underworld to smash gangland comes the friend of the unfortunate, enemy of criminals. A mysterious, all-powerful character, a problem to the police, but a crusader for law. Hello, everybody, and welcome to Off the Rack. I'm Sal. I'm Tiffany. So we just started. It's kind of like hit the ground running kind of thing. So uh, we're going to vamp a little bit as we wait for the chat to populate. But the first thing I want to mention is, of course, that if you want to support this show and you're watching it live, you, we uh, encourage you to use the Super Chats because that's a great way to participate in the actual content of the show because we'll read your question and answer it during the show in an organic fashion, of course. Mm-hmm. We're not going to hit the brakes as hard as possible and then immediately address a question that's not related to the show, but we will try and address every single one of the uh, Super Chats in question for the episode. Uh, we also want to take this moment to also pr- promote our Patreon, patreon.com slash which you can find a link of in the description <laughs> below this video. Catch that. And uh, you can also get access to behind-the-scenes updates. I gave a big old update about what we're working on on this channel uh, just this Monday. I try to make it every Monday. Um, so, oh, yeah, I guess that's today. Yeah. So I guess I did it last night. We're very tired. It's true. Uh, <laughs> but before, let me let me get through the Patreon plug, and then we'll talk about why we're tired. Uh, so, yeah, patreon.com uh, slash compop. You get behind-the-scenes video uh, access, uh, and also, of course, behind-the-scenes updates and stuff like that. Early access, that's that sort of thing. Mm-hmm. Um, by the way, uh, let me address the elephant in the room because a couple people already have. I'm wearing glasses, um, and that is because we're tired, we're exhausted, uh, <laughs> and it's nothing to do with our like lives in no, any like really we, dramatic way. No, we planned this. Which it was, was deliberately stupid. planned. I made like a kind of joke about how we should have stayed someplace else. Um, I may, I really, and you were like, nah, nah. Nah. But I was actually really serious about it. Totally right. And, like, honestly, we should have just picked a different day. Yeah, yeah. So this morning, we took um, our little flurkin wash uh, to the vet for a possible tooth extraction. Turns out when they got in there, they didn't have to extract anything, which is great for us. Which is great, even though it costs the same amount, by the way. What the hell? Same price. You gotta Um, get in there, take it out, sew them up, and it's gonna cost the same as now. Whatever. But anyway, um, because of that, the cats, we have three of them. Wash couldn't have food after 8 p.m. They always get, like, an evening dry food, like, pick-me-up before yeah. we go to bed so they can leave us the hell alone. So they didn't get that. Yep. And then at midnight, they couldn't have water. So, um... Yeah. So, anyway, they uh, they completely harassed us the entire evening. Oh, uh, I... One of them in particular was just, like, just every hour on the hour, I woke up and dealt with her. Um, I know that you had to deal with her a couple times oh, as well. Yeah. But, like, literally every hour on the hour from 2 a.m. until 8 a.m., uh, when we finally got up, which of yes. course, because it's daylight savings time, for those of you who are not it's like 7 American, uh, it was 7 a.m. instead of 8 a.m. Yeah. And that being said, by the way, I just want to point out it was not Wash. Wash no. accepted his fate and went to bed. Yeah, the one he who is was a good boy. Because he's a good boy. Because he's the one who has the problems, and he's a good boy. He's a good boy. By the way, not really that many problems at all. Like it's just like when he gets sick. Yeah. He gets expensive sick. He does. Um, they all like it's all very expensive. But yeah. he's good. He's recovering at home. He's a little high. Exactly. Like, his eyes are just dilated. Yeah. And, like... He's really... Very slowly going around the house. But he's handling his uh, his, his, his post-experience <laughs> uh, very well, very yeah. gracefully. Yeah. Like all cats should. So, and I appreciate the hair compliments, everybody. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I like it, like too. It was... Nothing was done this morning. <laughs> <laughs> 
It was a rough. It was a rough morning. It was a rough morning. But that being said, we're excited to be talking about things, and uh, you know, we've vamped for you now. Yeah. <laughs> uh, so yeah, uh, we're gonna talk about at least one major book and one major movie. Normally, I dedicate an entire episode of Off the Rack to a movie. Yeah. But we figured, you know what, Doomsday Clock. And it's so rare that, a, that an issue of Doomsday Clock comes out. Yeah. We have to celebrate. We don't get to talk about it very much. It's true. And, and, and I'm like, I don't think anyone's got the patience to, to wait another week to talk about a book that's six months late. So. Yeah. So let's talk we're going to be. We're going to talk about that as well. Yeah. So we thought we'd front load it with some movie talk. Obviously, the, the movie on everybody's uh, minds right now over the last week was Captain Marvel was mm-hmm. dropped uh, just this past week. Not this past weekend, the weekend before that, right? No, this past weekend. Holy shit. Yeah. It feels it, like two days ago was really long ago. Well, yeah, because we didn't, yeah. It, that, that, not sleeping will do that to you. Yeah, but we did see it uh, Thursday night, mm-hmm. um, which was awesome that mm-hmm. we got to see it that early. Yes. Uh, so, yeah, uh, Captain Marvel, um, which was directed, of course, by Anna Bowden and Ryan Fleck. Two directors, nice. which uh, I noticed that a couple of criticisms, I saw a lot of criticisms, but one of them was like, oh, I felt like two different movies, like the first part and the second part. I'm like, yeah, that might be because there's two directors, but uh, it might also be because you're looking for something. So uh, let's jump into our thoughts mm-hmm. on some of the casting, some of the decisions, some of the uh, movie opinions, and then jump into more comic talk. Of course, right. do you have any recommendations for books that are coming out this week? No. Okay. Because uh, I might... Okay, I, I should wanna, have. I want to dedicate a section of the show to where we recommend books that we think you should pick up that are coming out this week since we talk about books that came out last week. You know how it is. So, um, Captain Marvel. Uh, one of the things that stood out to me the most, uh, you know, I don't, even, I don't really know if that's even accurate. I was going to say, like, I was so impressed with Nick Fury. <laughs> but I'll talk about the movie first. Yeah, yeah. Opinions okay. on the movie. Um, I dug it. Yeah, I dug it too. It's fun. Yeah, it's, um, and there's no like asterisk after it. No, because like every time I see anyone talking about it online or in in person, um, usually they, they, it goes with a caveat. Nope. And, like I did, I, I didn't dig Iron Man three, right? But I still had a good time watching it. Like I'm in the theater. There are a couple of man thing references in Iron Man three. I'm like, whoa, it's kind of cool. Like eh, okay, right. you know, we're we're in the kids' garage for too long. I'm like, oh okay, we're gonna. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, Killian sucks, and I'm like, oh, that's really boring. I don't really care for that. But uh, but I'm still enjoying the movie as it's going. Right. So when people say, like, hey, what do you think of Iron Man 3? I'm like, ah, eh, you know, it's not for me. Or like, oh, you know, it's okay. It's fine. But, uh, but if they're like, what do you like about Iron Man 3? I'm like, oh, man, I like this, 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 and this. But I never say, like, oh, I like this. It's too bad this, 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 and this happened. Like, uh, that's a different question. And every positive review that I've seen, a begrudgingly positive review of Captain Marvel I've seen is, it was okay, but I gotta say... Got a couple of gripes. And it's right. like, yo, I didn't ask you about that. I asked you what you, like, what you liked about it, if you liked it at all. Mm-hmm. Um, unabashedly, dug the movie. Yeah. Uh, and if I have to like put it in some kind of ranking system, I like it more than Ant-Man 1 and 2, less than Iron Man 2. And I like Iron Man 2 a lot. That's not like a barometer of like, it's not as good as Iron Man 2. Because it's one of the least favorite Iron, uh, MCU movies of all time. No, I really and unabashedly enjoy Iron Man 2. You do. You Unironically, really do. because yeah. of how much I like Sam Rockwell in that movie. Yes. And the journey of Tony Stark. Yes. But uh, but I dug it, like, as much as that. Right. Um, right. You know, and this is a movie where, um, I'm going to let you talk, I promise. Thank you. But I was going to say, this is a movie where, like, I was hyped to see it because I dig what they're doing with it. I have never really cared for the Carol Danvers character. Right. Um. Except in, like, really, really random instances. Like, if, like, not if Bendis is writing her, but I really like her in the lobby 
of Avengers Mansion or Avengers Tower in New Avengers, where she's like, maybe they're coming to invite us not to not invite us to the New Avengers. Like it's kind of like I've been <laughs> here a long sarcasm. time. Yeah, that, that really like, like that acerbic wit. Yeah, I kind of really dig it. Um, but the the journey she's taken, the retcons she's had, the reboots she's gone through. Right. It, it's hard to really say like Carol Danvers is my favorite character. Like, oh really? Which version? Which character name? Which yeah. code name? Which era? Like, Sorry. it's hard to really square that circle for the Carol Danvers character. So I was really excited for this movie in terms of like, finally, give us a version that because like Marvel likes to do this where they're like, oh, a movie's coming out. Change everything in the comics to fit that thing right. that we all desperately want to be like. Right. And so I'm like, oh cool, this will actually work in our favor because you can do something with Carol Danvers that mm-hmm. like is streamlined and works and also doesn't frustratingly suck. Right. You know? Mm-hmm. So, but I was, but like I said, like I'm going to this movie like, okay, I've got like no expectations and I'm kind of excited to see it, but not like Civil War where I'm like, I know Spider-Man's going to be in it. Right, right, right. Or like Homecoming where I'm like, I know Spider-Man's finally going to get his own movie in the MCU. Mm-hmm. Uh, but I still found myself being like, eh, this is a fun movie and I'm really right. enjoying it. There were a couple moments I'm like, oh, 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 you did that for me? Thank you. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. So yeah. Um, I really had a good time with it. Right? Um, I liked it a lot more than so- several of the other MCU Oh yeah. Movies. No, Thor the Dark World's on TV the other day. I'm like, woof! <laughs> Rather watch that. Like I'd rather watch. I'd rather watch Captain Marvel. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And I think a lot of the negative stuff. I mean, there's a ton of reasons, but like a lot of people, I like especially like actual reviewers, they're just done with superhero movies, and so like regardless of the movie, they're gonna ding it. You know what I mean? Oh, totally. Like, they're just like. It's so funny to me when, when reviewers talk about the superhero genre and how they're done with it. Right. And I'm like, you know, I'm kind of done with rom coms. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Uh, or the the western is really played out. Like, well, we'd never stop those. No. So how about the Oscar grab? You know what I mean? Like, yeah. it's just like. Do we have to have another <laughs> sleepy World War II era movie about a guy who's yeah, really old? Like, they like... have to stop with that, in my opinion. Like, yeah. they gotta stop being down on the superhero genre just in general. Yeah. And just accept the fact that this is a thing that exists now, and like a lot of people like it and regardless of how many times you say how tired you are of them they're gonna they're not gonna stop yeah they're still and i'm still gonna go see yeah get over it and both camps comic book fans non-comic book fans everyone loves these movies and enjoys them for different reasons and we're all going to see them so get over it yeah yeah um this film i thought did a really good job of trying to make all of that like work all of what her history yes and like just everything about it work in a way that was digestible and also I think did a very good job of retconning her yeah. into the MCU right like how do you explain where she was how do we like how are we gonna make this film when you've already have all this long history of like you know movies that have been going on you do a period piece right and like a period of, a period that like isn't really that chronicled except when they were making them well I was gonna say not all that long ago but like yeah. still completely works and um yeah I just thought they did a nice job overall like I really really enjoyed it yeah just just in, in terms of pure opinion about the movie yeah dug it yeah and that's it like I didn't love it I'm not like gonna go buy a Captain Marvel sweater I have one I know you do and you look good in it I do and I would have worn it today but I'm tired. This. I was like, this is already on my plus, body. Plus, not enough people know how awesome the Bronx Zoo is and, and how, how much I is. love the Bronx Zoo. I love it. It's true. I would work there if I could. But uh, I, you would work. You would be like, you'd be there for like a week and be like, oh no. I'm too sad. Yeah. Someone died. Someone, a creature, yeah. had to be euthanized. And you'd be like, that's it. Yep. 
But uh, yeah, um, so just off the off the cuff, Doug the movie. I think it's cool, um, and I think she will be a welcome addition to the MCU as a character. Yes. Um, the there was a by the way spoilers in this review. So if you haven't they're, seen it yet, happening. and you want to uh, you know see it without any blinders on or whatever, like uh, you know, stay tuned for more. Right. Here we go. Um, so yeah. Uh, by the way, uh, I also want to take this opportunity to fix an error. I think I said in an episode of Back Issues that I thought that Jude Law was going to play Marvel, and that was based on a lot of rumors that I'd heard at the time because they were really kind of keeping Yon Rog secret. Right, right, and, right. And right. uh, I always thought that Jude Law was going to play Marvel. Turns out, no, I was totally wrong about that. Um, he plays Yon Rog, and uh, so you know, I'm wrong, like a human being sometimes. Right, right, right. Uh, so yeah. Uh, from there, I guess we could talk about like standout things, things we just really dug. Mm-hmm. Um, I there were a couple of things that I thought were like awesome. Inter okay, special effects. I thought the Nick Fury thing was like ninety nine point nine percent flawless. Right, I agree. Whereas Goose, when he was like going through, it's really hard. Is looks not like a cat. No, sometimes, sometimes but, the real cat looks awesome because the real cat. But that's the issue. You had nothing to compare Nick Fury to. He looked like. Well, that I had from my beginning recollection of what. But Nick a Fury recollection looked. is a little different than having it right next to it. Yeah. Um, I think fur in general is difficult for them to render. It really 100% is. At this point, I mean. Well, especially when it's when it's doing something you're not expecting. Yeah, but like to have a physical cat there in one frame and the next frame to have it not be there, it's a lot uh-huh. easier for your brain to remember what it just looked like. Yeah. So that's kind of hard. But I still, I love Goose. Oh, yeah. No, I, I thought Goose was great. Yes. I mean, uh, of course, R.I.P. Chewy, that was his original name. Mm-hmm. Ethan and I had a long conversation about how, like, why don't they just name him Chewy if you have the Star Wars license? A lot of fun. You're going in space. Her, her, her. Uh, but apparently they went with, went with right, the Top but then Gun what reference. Would be, what would it be referencing? Like, does, does Star Wars... Star Wars does not exist in the MCU. It's Star Wars like, a movie franchise. Yeah, but like, it, does it exist as a movie, and then therefore it would make sense? Yeah. But then, I don't know. Either way, yeah. uh, I, I liked it. <laughs> also, like, there's no one in the base who would have named Goose that was that seemed to me to be, like, a big or closeted Star Wars thing. Right. So, yeah. it worked in the context of the movie. Mm-hmm. But yeah, being said, uh, special effects... Everything looks pretty cool. Like, yes, a lot of the space stuff looks great. Oh, yeah. uh, the effects look really good in terms mm-hmm. of her powers. I loved her powers. Um, the de aging effect that Marvel has been pioneering and fixing over over yeah, the years yeah, is looking yeah. really, really good. Yeah, I mean, like Coulson wasn't in it very much, but when he was, he was looked, like, "That's not what Clark Gregg looks like right now." No, he looks like a very thin young Clark Gregg. Yeah. That was really fun to see. For you, Clark. Uh, good but, for you to be back too. Right? Exactly. Um. Yeah, man, that Nick Fury thing. I was like, wow, he looks really good. Mm-hmm. And it doesn't hurt that the canvas is on Nick, uh, Samuel L. Jackson, who is seventy but looks fifty-five. Right. So it's like, oh, I really only have—I only have to de-age him like twenty A years. A little bit, not too much. <laughs> but uh, if you just look at like the poster for Shaft or the trailer for the new Shaft reboot, it's like, yeah, you. Wow. Anyway. Okay. Um, I think we should talk actually about Captain Marvel. I think you're right. No, Brie Brie Larson. What'd you think of Brie Larson's portrayal of the character? I loved her portrayal of the character. Um, I think she really solidified what the the attitude that writers have been trying to put on paper for quite a while. Mm -hmm. Being from the East Coast, 
I loved her, her sarcastic sense of humor. Mm-hmm. I was like, yeah, this is, I can get right behind this. Like, I love sarcasm. It doesn't matter who's saying it. Like, I yeah. love it as, like, a style of humor. So, like, it really, like, hit for me. Right. I was like, yep, this is great. Like, yeah. even, like, when she and Jan Rog would have, like, a back and forth. Mm-hmm. Like, and, like, he was equally sarcastic. Like, I loved it. Like, exactly. It was, just, it was just great. No, I agree. Um, I remember the trailer. There's a moment where I was like, ugh. <laughs> I really didn't like the delivery. It's exactly as it is in the movie. Uh, it's when uh, Fury and Carol are driving mm-hmm. uh, to a clandestine location, and yeah. uh, he asks he's, he asks for the rundown of Kree, and she corrects him because he's like a race of noble warriors, and she's like heroes, noble warrior heroes. It's an awkward sentence. It was horrible to say, and I really hated how it sounded. And I also really like I was like ooh like what is that like she's. It, it was very. She seems very confident, right, in that scene. Yes, and of course she's also like, at least she thinks she's an alien, mm-hmm. and so like it just it was this interesting. I'm like, oh, I guess she's gonna like go through some kind of weird like metamorphosis, or at the very least she's gonna like, I, I don't know, because the I know what the Kree are. They've never been heroes. They're dipshits. Right. Like it, you know, what I mean, she's going through some 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 experience, and I was like, that's gonna be interesting to see her growth from that, and mm-hmm. it really does happen. And yes. I dug it, and it like it informs the character in that moment. Yeah. But it was a moment where I'm like, oh, shut up. And then I'm like, oh, okay, I see. Yeah. And then it went on to something else. And mm-hmm. I'm like, like, okay, cool. Um, Carol comes alive for me when she's Cree, when she's pure, like, I am this. Yes. Um, I, like, it was hard to really connect and identify with her for mm-hmm. me. Um, it was only until we see her friendship with Maria Rambeau that she came alive as a character for me. Well, yeah, but I think that that is intentional oh, and definitely. really well. because she's in this, well. like... Well, it's funny because the Kree are supposed to be portrayed in the movie as being kind of, like, a-emotional right. and very kind of, like, stoic people, even though they all have very distinct personalities and yes. they're all kind of fun, especially, like, you know, the characters we've seen, of course, in Guardians of the Galaxy and whatnot. But, like, for whatever reason, they're like, no, but Car- it's almost like Carol is to... The Kree, the way Worf is the Klingons, where she's like, "No, I actually am like a Kree is supposed to be. Right. Like, I don't make funny jokes." And <laughs> you know what I mean? She's just, she's kind of like strong-willed and just singularly purposed. I want to do this one thing and get it done. Yeah, but she does make jokes. Like, she does make jokes, but it's in a more like it's it's in a more. Uh, but she even gets like chastised for making too many jokes. Well, I know. You know what I mean? But like for me, what I liked was that like the like for anyone who didn't know going into this that like she wasn't meant to be a Cree. Mm-hmm. Like they're just watching the movie and like she doesn't seem to fit into this world. And I really liked that. that I like, like that. Too. Like the movie's like no, she's Cree. Wait, just just see. Yeah. And yet, amongst the Kree, she doesn't even fit in. She has the special power. You know what I mean? She's training. Yeah. But like, she's alien in an alien world. Right. And then when we, of course, later on learn that she is not in fact Kree, as mm-hmm. most of us knew. <laughs> uh, yeah. Um, that you know, it's like, and that would make sense because it's you know, there's something within her that's like innate that like can't help itself. That she's no, she doesn't fit into that world because she's yeah. not meant to be in that world. Exactly. Uh, so I, uh, but I, but I liked Brie Larson's portrayal of the character. There was, I think, growth because mm-hmm. she has to go through this like interesting. It, it's not like she needs to learn humility in this movie. She yeah. doesn't need to learn how to play well with others, or you know, it's a, it's actually kind of more of a subtle growth and change mm-hmm. that she has to go through. Um, and I, and I kind of dug it, and I was like, it took me a minute to learn. And go through it, but I'm like, well, oh, actually, there's 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 something in there. Yeah, I really dug it. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm really excited to see her in this version, especially after what 20 years of 
her journey. Yes. And where she's ended up. Yeah, no, I agree. And I'm, I'm actually really glad that we started with this, like, period piece. Because it allows her character to have, like, had, like, a, like, a fun, heroic adventure to begin with. Yep. And then transition into something more serious. Kind of like the, what, how they treated Ant-Man. And even the Guardians to some degree. Like, yeah. The Guardians had a good old time. Yeah, we had some fun, laughs. even though he loses his mom and dad. Right, but and we like, had some laughs. And now, now it's serious. Right. And, and then... You know, of course, the Guardians' future is a little uncertain. Uncertain at this point, but were they to move on past Infinity War, it could be whatever they wanted. They could return back to these happier times, or they could not. But their option is there because yeah. we've shown them happy prior to this. Right, exactly. Um, so I, I really dig that they they give the opportunity for us to have like a good old time. Also, you know, between Ant Man two and this, kind of that palate cleanser, that like you know, hey, we're having a good time in the MCU before we dive back into oh, Endgame. Endgame. Yeah, which uh, at the very least, the teaser and trailer seem to indicate is going to be a much more um, grounded, yeah, uh, kind of thoughtful. Yeah, I don't want to call it like a palate cleanser, but like it gives us an opportunity to feel that dourness again yes because without some, feeling without it like needing to extend it right right because like there's a, like if there's too much seriousness it makes you numb to it and then you know they either have to go above and beyond and do ridiculous things to make you feel that again or you do something like this where it's like hey we give you two fun movies mm-hmm. and uh wait was it was it Man 2 or was it ragnarok it was a, it was ragnarok endgame or uh infinity war and man okay. 2 i think um Whatever the either way, whatever it is, what I'm saying though is that like coming yeah. into this though, like we've had a nice time. Right. We were reminded of it, of course, at the end of this film. But going into it, it's like, oh yeah, okay, here we go. Like I'm like I'm prepared and not prepared all at the same mm-hmm. time. No, it's true <laughs> because of this. Um, but yeah, overall, I think I think Brie did a nice job. Like I, I think she handled the role well. I think. Um, her portrayal of the character and it's like sort of infancy of you know it's an origin story it really is at the heart of it it's an origin story and it's not an origin story at the same time no yeah because like we get the flashback we get all that stuff we get all that but then like she's had her powers for a while she's been training for a while but she hasn't become Captain Marvel until the end of this film exactly which I'm like that's really cool that's really fun no I agree Um, so you know she'll be able to have that growth and they don't have to show it to us necessarily we'll be able to just get it and then we can move on or not if they want to do another period movie fine go for it I don't care right I mean it wouldn't make any sense necessarily no Um, but you know We've seen where the kickoff is, and we understand what would have taken her or gotten her to this to the next mm-hmm. step in her journey. So that's yes. cool. Uh, let's jump into the super chats really quick. Oh, sure, just sure. As we transition uh, yeah, yeah, between yeah. Um, points about this movie. Yeah. Uh, because there have been quite a few. Oh, uh, look at that. I know. The <laughs> I've first just one, been chattering on. Uh, everything Greg says, MCU Carol's funnier and likable, unlike the comic. Uh, yeah, she's it, well. Like it's it's tough to uh, to get into her character because of because she has the baggage that MCU Carol doesn't have to carry. Yeah, yeah. Also because like I don't think anybody's really had like a you know like this is where it's gonna go and then like the next person picks up with that necessarily yeah. and so like it's kind of muddied. Like a lot of characters in Marvel continuity have certain character beats that they need to hit right in order for that character to be themselves. And when they're not, it's foreign. But then for characters who don't have that, it's more difficult to write them consistently. Agreed. Yeah, no. Um, the other one was uh, from Michael Lowe. What happened to Bad Issue yesterday? Uh, it's next week? Yeah, it's every two weeks. Yeah, it's every two weeks. About and around. So there should be like three back issues between them? Or something like that? Yeah. It's not a lot. It's not every... It's, it's, yeah, it's every two weeks. It, it'll, it's going to be there. Uh, Mr. Roboto says, How was Ms. Marvel and uh, and not dead Cap Marvel? Um, I don't know what you're asking. 
Yeah. Uh. Uh, Ms. Marvel's not in the movie. Not dead Captain Marvel was in the movie and was dead and was fine. Nigel Red says uh, the movie was surprisingly pretty anti-war and and anti-militarism despite the Air Force promotion. Love the movie and very interested in Monica's future. Um, yeah, I love the young lady who played Monica. Love Marie as well. Yeah, I um, loved like they were fantastic, honestly. Yeah, I don't think it was really uh, an a promotion for the Air Force at all because I think it was more like. She's I, an Air Force pilot, right? But regardless, I guess like the Air Force just being present and right, general, they're like, there. Yeah, but like just because someone drinks a Coke doesn't mean they're endorsing it. Well, certainly not. On it's this not a promotion. You know? <laughs> yeah. yeah. Where are uh, yours, by the way? I'm not. I'm not drinking one right now. Uh, but yeah. Uh, but I liked the. I, I like the message as well. We'll get into that hopefully soon. Mm-hmm. Forging views. Uh, kind of cool how they subverted expectations by making the original Marvel a woman. Yeah, I'm fine with that too. I, I was like actually surprised there was even a Marvel in the movie. Yeah. Like I thought that the Marvel thing, because I had, I was so certain that Jude Law was Marvel, I was kind of like, oh cool, well they just won't have one. And then they're like, no, 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 it's Annette Benning. And it's like, oh, okay. I love Annette Benning. I think she, I know you love her as an actor. I, and I think she was really cool in I, the movie. I thought she was really great in this movie. I thought she showed, like, for the, um, like... For, like, very, the 12 lines the she has. The brief amount of time that we had with her, I think she showed a lot of range. I do love her as an actress. I just think she's just, like... Yeah. I, just, I don't know. Well, she plays two very different characters. Very different characters. And, like, I love her as Marvel. I love her even more as... The Supreme Intelligence. Yes. Mm-hmm. Like, she's just so just, like, mm-hmm. Yeah. I'm very disappointed we didn't get to see the big green... I get it. I get it. But like, I get why they didn't do it, and I was very not surprised they didn't do it. Right, right, right. But I was also very then not surprised that they didn't (laughs) do it. Like, you know what I mean? I was like, oh, they're not gonna do it. They're not gonna do it. They're gonna storm cloud Galactus again, and then like they don't show. I'm like, of course they're not gonna do it because it looks stupid. Yeah. Because every time I talk about the Korean super intelligence on the couch, like Ben and Ethan and you were like, what is this? Why is he like that? That's so stupid. Yeah. But, like, hey, look, you got Annette Benning. You might as well use Annette Benning to, totally. be, to be the Supreme Intelligence. Yeah, but there's no one where she goes, like, blah, and she, like, becomes the thing. No, 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 which I, I'm, I'm glad. And it's not like she's always going to be the Supreme Intelligence, necessarily. This might actually, I mean. Oh, no, yeah. Well, I guess, in theory, if, if well, they, they kept Carol up the whole thing goes back in, then yeah. yes. Well, and they, they do the whole thing where it's, like, you don't know what it looks like. Right. But, but like, if you're a comic book fan, you do. Right, right, right. It's just fine. But yeah. like, I thought she was so great when, when like, she's just like, ooh, love the music. Like, I oh, yeah, know, yeah, yeah. So, No, like, she's very... It's such a, like... She's it's just, a real thing. Like, she's actually doing something with the character. She definitely is. She's not like... I was just watching Guardians the other day. Glenn Close playing Nova Prime. She's yeah. like, she's not really doing anything with that character. No. I don't think she really understands what the hell's going on. No, Annette Benning really gets it. But like, she's clearly regardless doing... Regardless of if she understands what the Supreme Intelligence is... She doesn't need to she know. She gets the motivation behind it. Exactly. And she's just like, no, dress her down. Yeah, right. Like, make it comfortable, but also, like, make sure, like... That she knows were placed. How confident in like in your role that you are. Exactly. Like that's just, just, no, that, just that was actually really cool. She's very good. Jack O'Connell, <laughs> uh, the fact that the Nova Corps fought the Kree in Guardians shows everyone the Kree were going to be wankers. The scroll twist was great. I agree. Yes. Um I don't think it was like I was like, Bravo! No. But it was like, oh, you got me, movie! I was like, this is refreshing. Yeah, uh, we'll get into that in a minute. Polish GMR says, hey, I heard quite mixed things about the movie. As someone who isn't hugely into the MCU, I enjoy some of the films, but I find a lot of them to be overrated. Could you recommend this movie to someone like me? Sure. I mean, here's the thing. It's... Because I think, yeah, because... It's it, an MCU movie. Like, you know, like, and it's an origin story. And you're not going to need to watch all the other ones. Like, yes. if you dig... 
if you did grounded earth stuff and space stuff, you're probably gonna yeah. enjoy it because it's gonna be it's gonna have both. And they're not there's there's callbacks and references to those universes and all those yeah. other things like, uh, you know. There, right. There's characters that show up, and you're, you might go, like, who's that? I guess that's a thing. Yeah. But otherwise, like, you won't need to worry about it. Right. And, like, here's the thing. Each person you talk to is going to have a very different opinion on the ranking for this movie. Because, like Sal said, like, he really likes Iron Man 2. And yeah, so exactly. Ranks. You know me, guys. I'm a huge Doctor Strange fan, but I was less a fan of his origin story. And I think this is a better origin story for a character. Yes, I agree. Um, I found it. But yeah, I hear you. Yeah, you know what I mean. So yeah. like, each person's gonna be very different in in how they perceive this as like a movie, a superhero movie, and a uh, origin story. Right. Exactly. Uh, so when uh, Mr. Roboto says more Marvel movies need the Oscar speech, I, I don't know what that means. I'm sorry. So uh, <laughs> the, the, there was a brilliant casting move that I first thought was they were gonna Michael Ironside this movie. Uh, I call it Michael Ironsiding when <laughs> the casting director goes, I need a character who's a military authority figure yep. that has the presence but doesn't have any actual backstory in the script, but everyone in the in the audience will know who he is and what he's all about and won't be surprised when he turns out to be a bad guy. Oh, I guess I'll just cast Michael Ironsiding. Right, or I need his voice to voice a character who, who is unvoiceable. Unvoiceable and unfeeling and a bad guy. Yeah, that, like... When you make your dark side movie, just make him all CG and get Michael Ironside to mocap him. Just call. Just Michael call Michael Ironside. Ironside. He's perfect. You don't have to. Don't even mocap him. I don't care. Oh yeah. I just no. want his voice. Right. Well, I want. But I think he's gonna be fine. I think he'd be fine. But I'm just saying, if he doesn't want to do the mocap. Yeah. If he doesn't want to wear the stupid thing that Josh okay. Brolin wore, it's fine. <laughs> Uh, but that's like an example of not lazily casting Michael Ironside. Uh, but anyway, uh, they cast Ben Mendelsohn, who is the bad guy in the last five or six tentpole franchise movies. Uh, and what the hell? And I'm like, oh, Jesus, he's going to play Talos, the friggin' crawl, scroll like bad guy. Sure. And then they flip the script on you. Yep. And at first, because they're scrolls, and you are conditioned as a Marvel comic book reader to not trust them, uh, to have him when he when the turn happens when it turns out that like the scrolls are actually on the receiving end of the Kree's ire and they are in like they're second class citizens i'm thinking oh he's playing at hard strings it's gonna be a double cross right i thought the same thing i'm like they're gonna get up to the, the yep. ship and thing. there's gonna be like an outpost there and the scrolls have been here in the old time like i thought they were gonna i thought they were gonna tease the Kree scroll war but actually it was gonna be secret invasion and it's like no there have been scrolls here the whole time yeah 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 and so you've got a bigger problem on your hands. Um, in fact, when it's revealed that he's in, like, in S.H.I.E.L.D., exactly. You're I was like, like oh, oh they've been there the whole time. I didn't piece together that, yeah. I was like, oh, okay, cool, right on. Got yeah. it, got it, okay. No, exactly. Then uh, nope. Then <laughs> no, as it turns out, that he really does mean what he says, uh -huh. and, like, it's great to see, okay, so uh, it would be smart to be like, okay, well, we're going to get Ben Mendelsohn, because, like, his face is on all these, he's direct a critic. So we got to put his face on everything. Um, but obviously, the guy who f plays Talos won't be Ben Mendelsohn. No, it's Ben Mendelsohn in friggin' <laughs> scroll makeup, and he looks great. Yeah. Um, and he actually gets to act, uh, as opposed to, like, he's the bad guy. Right. What, what I dig about this whole, like, um, flipping the script kind of thing mm -hmm. is it's like, it's now that you're there, and I'm like, oh, it's so obvious that you did all of this. Like, you cast Jude Law. Right. Who's just like, no, he's a good guy. Yeah, he's, he's a leading man. Like, yeah. Of course, he's going to be fine. And then, like, the little green men, basically, they're the bad guys. Right. Right? That's what I'm, like, American, like, you know, average moviegoer should think. Yep. What? Like, yeah. Yeah, and it's so obvious now. It's just like, oh, no, yeah, you totally, like, did all these things to get me to that point. And yeah. 
Yeah, and if you're a comic book goer, of course, you're like, no, scrolls bad. Scrolls are bad. I'm told to... All scrolls are bad. And I've I've been (laughs) arguing against that whole concept forever. Whenever they're like, hey, scrolls, it's like... Scrolls are sentient beings who are capable. They can't of, all be bad. They, they're capable of science and agriculture. Like, why are we like letting venom eat them? And we're supposed to cheer. This is horrifying. <laughs> um, but then Ben Mendelsohn's like, no, we're screwed. And yes, we yeah. do shape shift. And yes, we are like tricky. Yes, but we're not that. We're not evil. Right. And like, I like the idea that the, there's a potential that it's not all of them are and that yes. there are scrolls you could have bad could, scrolls yes like because they're people right and they and have all different people, yeah people like, can be good or bad yeah. or indifferent yeah exactly and he uh, like for him he's just like i just want to get my family and some of my people away from here and just i don't want to deal with this don't even want to deal with this yeah this is no it's not for me no uh, does a great job. Does a great... Like, even with the humorous moments, because I always go back to that moment where they're in Maria Rambo's house. Yes. And, um, yeah, or and in the shed he, or whatever. He shows... Uh, well, he, no, they're in, they're in the house. And then I, I can't remember... What, they were at the house. I can't remember if they were in the shed right. or in the house. I think, they're in the, I think they're in the kitchen when he's yeah. in the dining room. And, like, he, they reveal, like, what all but, of this means and, like, where the lab is and they're like, oh, it's in orbit. Yeah. And he, like, gives his science officer this, like, are you for real? I've been here for, like, how many years? <laughs> it's just... You see, jackass. It's, orbit... Yeah, you're my science guy. You're my science guy. It's really funny. It's, That's very clever. Yes. Um, it's just it was, and it was a smart move because it made it so that we didn't play to the the other concept of like let's follow this like humanoid looking white person and have them beat the bad guys. Uh, they're blue and they're green yeah. and whatever. And it's like no, in this no like. The the, the 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 truly alienated or or, or yeah. uh, people are the scrolls. That was really cool. Yep. And it was a great way to pull the rug out from our hardcore comic book fans because, like, we were expecting the opposite. Yeah. Um, so that was really cool. And and does Secret Invasion better than Secret Invasion? Yes. For me. Because it's like, oh, you're actually tackling it. Like, you're actually dealing with them being, with their humanity. Because I like to say, as, as Kirk said, everybody's human. Yeah. Right. Um, but, like, yeah, I really dig that. Uh, and And... He was a smart casting choice because it also played into the double standard. Or, like, not the double standard, but, like, the, the rug pulling. Yeah. Because you're like, oh, Ben Mendelsohn, he plays the bad guy. Of course he plays the main bad guy. Right. Because he played the main bad guy in literally four or five of these movies. Mm-hmm. Um, Which was weird for me. Like, the Cree, just in general, like, this was, like, this was interesting. Because it was, like, we've dealt with Ronan so far. And, like, I know Ronan was, like... A little extreme. Right, but he is still a Kree. He's still a Kree. And if you were, not that they have anything to do with each other, but if you've been watching Ages of S.H.I.E.L.D., the Kree have not been the best. No, Honestly, yeah. there. And so here we are with the Kree, who are, like, portrayed early on to be, like, hey, we're just doing our thing. Maybe we're a little less understood, but we have our reasons, and the reasons are the scrolls. And it's like, no, see, the Kree are just consistent. Yeah. <laughs> no, I agree. They're just consistent. They're consistently not the best in yeah. this world right now. Right. Doesn't mean they're all bad, but no. like, you know, the one that saved Coulson, you know. <laughs> oh, the, the, the one who di- the one the who dead. was dead, the dead one. Yeah, the dead one. Well, who knows? Yeah, um, I think in terms of making this like a '90s flick. Oh yeah. Um, I I enjoyed like without making it too obvious and like too like tongue in cheek mm-hmm. some of the the jokes and a little bit of the humor I felt really fit for that time period mm-hmm. without making it like feel 
too dated necessarily. Yes. You know what I mean? Like without like using too much like lingo or what have you. Like I no, thought... it didn't really feel. You know, the the grunge look reference uh, was like the most on the nose. Like we're in this time period. Get it? Although the blockbuster also was a way to be like we're trying to acclimate the audience and what year it is, but also make a joke mm-hmm. and also. It's like the most obvious thing you could possibly put her in to establish what year it is. Um, but it works, and mm-hmm. I'm fine with it. Um, the Stanley cameo uh, was a great way to be like, this is the year this movie takes place in. Yeah. Um, it also, like, solidifies that, like, the viewist universe, I guess, Yeah. is real in the Marvel universe. Like, Well, like, Kevin Smith movies yeah, are a thing. Yeah, yeah. Kevin Smith... Clerk, Small Rats, or at least Small Rats, it came out during right. that time period. And, like, that's Stan Lee. That's not <laughs> yeah. Stan Lee as a character. Nope, Stan Lee plays that's Stan Lee. That's just Stan. Yeah. That was really cute. Yeah. I was like, that's fun. And honestly, I know, like, that opening, the Marvel logo. Oh, yeah, was like it was, traded it was, the actors for Stan. It was a gut punch, because initially it was like, oh, it's just, like, one image of him. And then to have it be every cameo he's had yeah. was just, it was incredible. And it was really, I think, um, tastefully done. And I think an excellent idea for them to put the thank you to Stan at the beginning of the Agreed. film instead of the end because everybody saw it then. Yeah. You know, instead of waiting to the end where, you know, some people leave before the, the post credit scenes, which I'm always just like, but how? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> no, I love that. Yeah. That was that was a, that was a really nice touch. Mm-hmm. Um, post credit scene. Oh, um, so that, that's kind of it. I just I dug it. I recommend it. I think you should go check it out if you haven't yes. already. Um, and I think she's going to be a welcome addition to the universe. I think so. I'm looking forward to her interacting with the other characters. I'm excited the fact that they have introduced Monica Rambeau. Yes. Um, and in- she can be age-appropriate <laughs> now. It totally works. Like, this completely works. I, I love that she's in here. I know she was in the Netflix series. Oh, no, that was... Uh, no, that no, wasn't. That was Misty no, that Knight. That was Misty Knight. Wow. I keep wanting to put Monica Rambeau in. Because of the hair. I know. No, it has absolutely nothing with that. I always I have like Missy Knight and Monica Rambeau in there at the same time. Mm. Like they're not the same person to be. Right. I'm like, no, no. And then she was there too. No. Yeah. That's my wish fulfillment right there. That they got everybody together. Yeah, well that'd be nice. That would have been nice. But still, she's in there now, and um, that gives us another at least street level character. Yeah. Because like they're. Well, no. Uh, well, Monica could still be photon and yet cosmic. She could. Level powers. But I don't think they'll do that because that'll. Well, you know, who knows? Or they'll never, they'll never put her in. I mean, you know, scrolls are I good bet now. she will have gotten um, snapped. Oh, yeah. Right now, at least. Yeah, we gotta make the stay. We gotta give everybody stakes in this next movie. Yeah, I mean, like, her stakes are already there, because, like, her connection was Fury, and so with Fury gone, she's a part of this. Exactly. No, so. that, that's a good point. Yeah. Uh, so, jumping back into the Super Chats before we move on... Um, uh, Sam Anderson says Ben Mendelsohn Space Australian yes <laughs> yes this is like the second time now he's a Space Australian yeah no that's true he loves being in space he likes space I think he just likes money well I mean I mean but like he does get the opportunity to play in these like incredible like universes I mean like oh yeah I would not say no I would be terrible as a director of the Imperial Navy or whatever but like I would still be in it yeah like I would still t- say yes to them right Mr. Roboto says it's more of a shapeshifter thing uh, yes, the, scr- the scrolls are shapeshifters. No, I think he means like that's what makes people uneasy. About oh yeah, them. I think that's like, well, I, that's absolutely right. Yeah. Well, and and it's, that's why they're. I mean, they're a metaphor for like yes. r- for the Red Scare. They can look like any of us. That's the idea. Yeah. And so like. I mean, unless you're a psychic. Right, but. But then they did the whole memory thing anyway. Yeah. They only have the recent memories. Exactly. Which I was like, how does that work? Eh. <laughs> 
Michael Lowe says, uh, I checked it again. It's been two weeks since you guys did The Huntress, or am I losing it? And Sal, I'm with you. I love Iron Man 2. Okay, I'll release it as soon as I can. Uh, Rusky910 says, didn't get her powers from a wish-granting machine 0 out of 10. Okay. I'm guessing it's... Yeah. It's, it's funny. I think it's supposed to be a joke. Yes. I, I, I appreciate it. <laughs> um, no, her power... And I, I dug it. The way you got her powers, by the way. No complaints. Yeah. Again, just don't complicate it. Make it very simple. Make it very direct. I'll take that. Yes. Um, and that was a direct blast, definitely. <laughs> oh, yeah, no. Uh, DJ Sikorik <laughs> says, Saw a scroll twist happening because commentary on refugees in the U.S. Not just the way it played out. The kitty neutering Nick uh, made me no happy. Um, yeah, the uh, the Nick Fury, uh, well, uh, the Flurgan yes. uh, cuts Nick Fury's eye, and that's what ha- made him made him blind in the eye. Uh, I said that was going to happen, I think, like, uh, six months to a, to a year ago. You did. When they said, like, oh, there's going to be a cat in the movie. And, like, yeah. I was like, yeah, that'll be what they do. I don't it's mind cute. it. Who cares? I don't mind it, but... That's... I couldn't care less. I, well, it's like, it's for me, I'm like, okay, who cares? But, like, I bet you at the end of the day, I bet Sam Jackson thinks it's great. Yep. Like, I know he I does. Think, yeah. Like, I think he thinks that's great. No doubt. Uh, I'll also say that um, anything they could have done, you would have hated. Yeah, because it's like how, like, the only thing you could do is just not show it. There's, there's one thing they could have done that everybody would have liked, and they were never going to do it. They and it was that it was Wolverine. Yeah, but it wouldn't, they were too close. Were they, I know. Like, tiny claws? No, 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 just the edges. They're too close. I know. They'd have to like. Well, maybe, maybe eh. either way. <laughs> the, the reality maybe is, he's trying, you were... he's trying to get an eyelash out of Fury's eye, and he got one, I... and then another, and then the then third one. one. He's yeah. like, "Whoops, whoops." The point is, you were never going to be happy. Uh, Rusky nine one zero back says, "Did anyone else think Chris Evans looks a little slim in the post credits trailer? Did they call everyone in just for that scene?" I think it is that he is. I think he's going to be thin in that movie. Hmm. I think he is going to be like. Not looking frail. Sad. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> he's depressed. He's not eating. He's not working out. You know, it's just he's just mm-hmm. he's just thin. I think that's what it is. It could be that they just shot it for that shot it for that scene, but uh, I feel like we're just seeing him at his lowest point. Dennis Bell says, "I feel like at some point we have to ask how some people can just absorb what should be a deadly amount of energy like Hulk and Captain Marvel." Luck. Luck. The mutant gene. Magic. Whatever. Magic. I mean, really, that's because it. Because the writer needs that to happen. I mean, seriously, like when incre- I mean, the Incredible Hulk pushing Rick Jones out of the way of a gamma blast, and it makes him into the Hulk. It's like. Yeah, no, he should have died, and instead he became the Hulk. Mm-hmm. Uh, that's just how it works, man. I'm, you know, I'm sorry. A radioactive spider bite would give you cancer. Yeah. I mean, it would actually not do anything, because mm-hmm. it's a spider. Right, It right. would die before mm-hmm. it bit you. But even if it didn't, you wouldn't get anything. Yes. Except probably some kind of poison if it were a venomous spider. Mm-hmm. Point being, it's a fake movie with a fake comic book premise. So, you know. But uh, you could also argue, if you really want to get into it, you could be like, you know... Because the human race was engineered by mm-hmm. outside forces like Celestials and and in Kree and you know that every human being has something inside of them. Yes. If the if if the perfect set of circumstances were such that this were to happen, you'd get that. Pa- I mean, like Scarlet Witch and Quicksilver get powers just from like from Loki's scepter. What does that mean? Mm-hmm. The less we see, the better. Because I would rather them be mutants. Yeah. Yeah. Exactly. Yeah. 
So, uh, that's it. Uh, also, just a big old shout-out to Lashana Lynch for being such a great Maria Man Rambo. I really liked her. She character. was really excellent. I, I, I really liked... Um, I, I just liked her. I thought I, I thought that's like... I thought literally she was going to be in the movie for like a hot second. Mm-hmm. And she's just like, no, I'm part of this. And I'm like, yeah, cool. I really like that because I, like, not that she isn't a great role model already for Monica, but like this kind of introduces Monica to like the whole superhero lifestyle. Yeah. In a sense. No, I agree. Like, Sometimes you just got to go and do things. Right. Totally. And you're going to have a good time. Yeah. So, I don't know. So there you go. Recommending Over, it. Oh, yeah. I, I really had a good time with it. Um, I mean, like, look, if you like comic book movies, you're probably going to like this movie. Exactly. Comic book movies are a lot of fun. If you don't like the comic book movies, you're definitely not going to like this. Yeah, uh, exactly. So I thought it was really, really fun. Yeah. And, uh, oh, and if you're looking to not like it, you're, you're like going to find You're going to find something not to. to not like it, and I'm, so, I'm sorry for I'm that. I'm sorry you're looking for that. But, you know, what are, what are you going to say? Exactly. Like, movies are made for all different folk. For all different reasons. Like, a lot of those Oscar noms out there, I was like, this is not for me. Right. Like, fine, I get it. I'm sure somebody likes it. It's just not for me. I don't care. But, like, yeah, I liked it. Exactly. So, I had a good time. So, check it out if you Mm -hmm. get a chance. If you're of a mind, uh, dug it. No asterisk. Yeah. Uh, So, let's jump into Doomsday Clock, because Doomsday Clock number nine came out, which means it must be a new year. (laughs) Uh, (laughs) Doomsday Clock, of course, was written by Jeff Johns, with art by Gary Frank. Mm -hmm. Uh, It is... The issue that everybody says, like, this is the issue where everything happens. Spoilers for Doomsday Clock number nine. If you're trade waiting, uh, put us on mute, and I'll give you a wave when we're moving on. Mm-hmm. Uh, but that being said, jumping into spoiler territory for Doomsday Clock number nine, this is the issue where everything happens, according to everybody who read it. Holy crap, things happen. What happens? For for all intents and purposes, everyone except for Wonder Woman, Batman, Superman, and the bad guys mm-hmm. get into spaceships and throw themselves at Dr. Manhattan on Mars. Yeah. That's what happens. Dr. Manhattan fights the DC Universe. That is... Listen, if that was your pitch, it's a pretty solid pitch. Yeah. Right? Like, that's a pretty solid pitch. Even if you think that the idea of making a prequel or sequel to Watchmen is aberrant and horrible, you gotta admit, it's kind of dope. Mm-hmm. Neat idea. You know what? I gotta admire the balls on you for pitching that kind of concept. Yeah. Fine. Now you see it. Oh. Yeah, it was, you know, it's like, everybody kept talking about how there's, like, so much happened in this, and I was like... No, it's a fight. It's, okay. But it's a pretty rad-looking fight. No, and and I'm not saying that. Like, I'm not saying this wasn't, like, really cool to look at. Yes. But... this is This is, like, the, this is the issue where, like, a little, like, a care, a, a, a plot point is developed, or, like, it appears, mm-hmm. and then everything that we'd already figured out, Batman also figures out. Within two panels of the last issue. Yeah. Yes. So I'm like, oh, okay, cool. Yes. Well, there's a lot of other things that happen in it. Yes. Uh, they retcon Firestorm. Firestorm is part of the Superman pro- uh, theory. Yes. That actually he was engineered by the U.S. government to be American sponsored super. That actually the Superman you know, phenomenon mm-hmm. was engineered by the U.S. government and that there is something to be said for it. Mm-hmm. Superman is not part of it. Right. But Superman may have inspired it. Cool concept. Yes. Again, neat idea. Yeah. And I'm okay with the Firestorm Redcon. Sure. I, I, I'm, I'm totally okay with it. I think, again, and I've said this so many times, but like this issue in particular, I feel like is going to be better in the trade. Oh, yeah. Like, 100% going to be better with the trade. I don't even mean because of, like, where we left off on it. I mean, literally just because it 
the urgency of it. Yes. Will the emergence hit. should feel like, oh, shit. Yeah. Yeah. Like, where that was kind of lost on me simply due to the delays of this book. Yeah. And I'm just like... Thankfully, everyone who ever reads this after... When issue 12 hits, everyone from that issue onward was going to love this series. Yeah. Because and, and no one is going to remember how goddamn long right, it took Right, which this is fine. But, like, living through it right now, I'm like... Okay, cool. For me, the Hopefully thing... I remember everything that happened because, like, this is where I'm struggling now where yeah. I'm just, like, I either have to go back or I'm just, like, okay, hang on. I have to, like, really, like, dig deep to remember what happened mm -hmm. the last issue just to make sure that, like, I'm picking up on certain things. I know I'm missing stuff mm -hmm. because I'm not sitting down oh, yeah. month to month. I did notice this was the issue that had the least amount of extra data in it. Yeah. It was like they noticed that no one was reading it. It could be that. Or that, yeah. like, the hype for it was slowing down. It could be that, too. Because that was definitely a thing. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I know yeah. that, like, most people that I see online who talk about Doomsday Clock are like, wake me when it's done. Yeah. Um, I love a lot of the things that Dr. Manhattan explores with the DC Universe. I like, I, admittedly, I think it was cool to see all the DC Universe fight Dr. Manhattan as a dork. I think that's kind of neat. Right, right, And right. it was fun to see. Yeah. Um, but I was more excited by a lot of the things that it implies. I like Dr. Manhattan discovering what the magic was all about. I like yes. seeing what, uh, I like seeing Guy Gardner be Guy Gardner. Oh, I was so like, I was, I was like, just wait. I'm like, yes, no, Dr. Manhattan, Keep please. talking. Take, just take him, it's fine, it's fine. Just oh, yeah, send no. him into space. Mm -hmm. Oh, wait, no, into the sun, because he can be in space. Yes. So I was uh, just so done with him. But I mean, they, they but he worked. it's like, true to character. But what's funny is... True to character. Jeff Johns does an incredible job, since this book is unrated or whatever. Mm -hmm. Weird, not, it's not a black label, that's weird. <laughs> but uh, the fact that it's unrated means the characters can curse, and they do. Yes. Seeing Guy Gardner drop F-bombs while screaming at a demigod makes Guy Gardner, and by extension other superheroes, look like a bunch of fucking idiots. Yeah. Like, it actually does more to hurt how the DC Universe looks when set against something like Watchmen. Like, it makes them look infantile and pathetic, mm -hmm. and it makes them look desperate. And oh, yeah. while they are, and I appreciate it, not infantile and pathetic, but rather desperate and, like, looking for answers, mm -hmm. starved for meaning, it makes them look silly. Like, all of a sudden, I'm aware they're wearing costumes. Like, all of a sudden, I'm aware that they're like, I put on my best tights that show my abs as best as possible so that I could go punch God in the face. Like, yeah. it just, it may, it, for me, it almost, like, hurts DC as a comic book entirely. Like, as a, as a universe, because they look infantile. Like, they look desperate. And... I guess I, I think that's supposed to do that. I think it's supposed to elicit some kind of feeling of like, oh, like what? No. Like, yeah. whereas the Watchmen superheroes are supposed to be flawed and terrible, the DC heroes aren't. Mm -hmm. They're supposed to be flawed. Yes. But they're not supposed to be secretly assholes. Like if you were a Garth Ennis superhero. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And the, 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 the giving them curses and making them like foaming at the mouth, crazy, scared, and angry, like, kind of makes them look like psychos. Like, it makes me kind of afraid of superheroes. Well, yeah, I mean, like... And, the... and that's kind of neat. Yes. And that's kind of a, like, that's great that they did that. Right. But it's also like, oh, is that a, was that smart of you? Well, so, here is something that I think is lost on me between these issues, is that, like, this, the amp, the amp up that we got oh, to, yeah. to this point, where, like, all of them go. 
All of them? Yeah. And I'm like, why are all of them? Do you know what you're fighting? What? I didn't even really remember how they all got the memo. Yeah, and so, like, like for me, that's where, like, I'm kind of, like, I'm, I'm struggling a little bit there just because everybody shows up. And, like, if, I'm again, like, I'm hoping on a reread of this that's a little more clear. It will, I'm Because sure. what I like about this scenario is that Guy Gardner is, like, he unwittingly unravels everyone around him. Yes. With yeah. his panic and, like, showing him, like, check out all of the guys that we fought and how awesome we are. And then Dr. Manhattan just dismantles his ring. <laughs> and like yeah. through Guy Gardner's like bravado and yeah. then like but it's like really like you know how Spider-Man quips when he's nervous like it's like almost yeah, like no, Guy Gardner like, gets just more angry and yes, more like exactly desperate. but like because of that it felt like everyone around him like it became a powder cake scenario absolutely no it amped everybody up and that, yeah. that does happen when you're dealing with somebody who is volatile yes. and that was actually like a genius move mm-hmm. in terms of writing like yes. they really it really worked and I really liked it Mm-hmm. And Dr. Manhattan was, I think, like, despite the fact that if you were to, like, talk to Ethan, he'd be like, this is the most vile and disgusting thing I've ever seen. Like, making a sequel to Watchmen and putting him in the DC universe, I think, yes. is stupid. Um, I love, if you were to do it, it's the best way you could do it. Yeah. Having Dr. Manhattan, like, observe them, like, there's some kind of, like, thing to be studied. Mm-hmm. Him taking apart the ring and being like, oh, like, that, I've never seen this and I wonder, how, I wonder how it works. What you're saying doesn't even register to mm-hmm. me. You know, it's, it, that that is so cool. Yes. Um, My, the only thing I thought was lacking here in terms of Dr. Manhattan is he keeps talking about the fact that he doesn't, like, not he's not sure where things are going. And I am I'm a little disappointed by the lack of change in his nature. Yeah. Whether it be, like, he says, like, it's kind of exciting, but there's nothing that really shows that. No. And, like, there's something that shows that he's necessarily even nervous by that. I mean, like, he but, has lived a God's life basically yeah. and now to not know he should be more he should be one way or the other but I, I'm called back to that moment in Watchmen and maybe it'll take like real heavy scrutiny because Gary Frank does take a lot of time okay. to like really get into um, what uh, Gary Frank was doing with the art mm-hmm. but like I'm thinking about that moment that Ozymandias says where he talks about how um, like he's he's been so separated from human emotion but like he's not totally divorced from it so like when uh like Jenny gives mm-hmm. him the, the business. Yeah. He says like he you know, you wouldn't notice the tick, but for me he might as well have been sobbing. Like maybe the way in which Dr. Manhattan carries himself. Yeah. And the like and maybe in the art if I look really closely, there are ticks or giveaways that right. suggest that he is actually like right, really right. confused and afraid. Mm-hmm. Uh, but you know, so that was cool. Uh, yeah. I dug it and I, I'm I'm excited for it. I'm sure the next issue is going to be delayed. But, uh, oh, no doubt. You know, for me, the most frustrating thing about it is that it is a linchpin. It was a linchpin to what the next step in DC was going to be. And for me, that was really exciting. And so mm-hmm. it may, it gave weight and gravity, even more weight and gravity, to the story. Which is too bad, because, like, a story should have weight and gravity all on its own. And I'm sure that when it's finished, it'll be a beautiful story that you can enjoy it over and over again. And it has its own meaning and depth and... Uh, you know, it'll register to people and, and elicit all kinds of emotions and truths to mm-hmm. you. But the fact that it then was going to be like, and then this happens with DC, that is really cool. Right, right. And I was very excited by it. And yeah. the fact that, like, Jeff Johns was giving us things that we had been asking for forever. Yes. And changing things to suit a world that was kind of true to form 
and anti-New 52, and to see that not only is that not the case, but that things that are actually hurting the DC Universe now that are stopgaps to keep DC events going are influencing this book. So, like, they're referencing Sanctuary. Yeah. And the Court of Owls are in it. Yeah. Like, we're seeing those influences on this book, whereas this book was supposed to influence the freaking publishing line. Right. That right. actually hurts it even more. And I kind of wish instead it just didn't reference any of them. And then Me it could too. just be a story, and it's either in continuity or not. It doesn't matter. Right. Because, like, I noticed in this one, we're looking at, like, the teams, which I was like, that's kind of cool. I really, I really dig, I really dug seeing the different teams and their different ships. One of them is the Doom Patrol. Yeah. Weird. Because it's just Grant Morrison's Doom Patrol. That's what, like, I was like... It's just Robot Man in his Grant Morrison right, costume. It, it is, and, like, not that he isn't in the new one, but, like, there's Niles Cole. Like, the whole thing, it's just literally that. It's also the one from the show right now. Yeah. And I'm like, okay. Like, Elastic Woman's in it? So what? What? I, Where'd she come from? You know what I mean, though? So I'm, like, kind of like, oh, okay, where are we? So we're not, we don't look at Young Animal right now. Okay, cool. Um... Oh, what? yeah, no. And we don't care about it, and it's probably canceled. <laughs> the whole thing is probably dead. But, yeah. yeah, no. Woof. Yeah. So, you know. Anyway, uh, Doomsday Clock number nine is giving people what they wanted. Right. This is, and... This is the fight everybody wanted to see. Well, this is the precursor to the fight that everyone's wanted to see. Yes, and that's good that we are getting this because you know there's not going to be a single punch between Superman and Emma, Dr. Manhattan. No, and that's absolutely and like that's what I but wanted. But that's why you're getting this That's what fight. I wanted. I wanted it to be more about conversation. And it should be, and it hopefully will right, be. Right, whereas like, here's the thing. Superman is not a god, but like he is often treated as such, whereas Dr. Mm -hmm. Manhattan literally has the ability to like Unmake be, things. Be in different time periods simultaneously. Yes, yes. Very different perspective. And yet, I think it's... I'm hoping that it's Superman who will be able to teach him what it is like to... I hope so, too. You know? Yeah. Like, I Just know. as he... Like, I mean, and I hope that, like, it would be really nice if Dr. Matt was a representation of cynicism in comics or something like that. Right. But, uh, who knows? Um, it's... It's exciting. And I'm, I'm looking forward to what's ahead. And I think this issue has a lot to unpack and so you will you stay for the fight you know come for the fight but stay for like the the real shit yeah and like the, the stuff I was talking about how it's like oh like like what you talked about with Guy Gardner and how he amps up everybody else and yes. how like what I talked about where it's like cursing in superhero comics like doesn't that make them look kind of stupid like and, and Dr. Manhattan makes them really look stupid and he's a blue guy with a naked like, he's a blue naked guy like, yes you know everything should be like really analyzed and discussed and it's really cool to see how one issue can make that, can elicit that kind of response. Yeah. And uh, it, it says hope, it says hope for me in the yeah, DC in yeah. the Yeah, yeah, I mean, like, it's really funny um, introducing Lex. Oh, yeah. Right now. Well, he was in the, he was in the earlier. Right, but I mean, like. But, like, now. But being, like, and high. And right. I'm like, cool. I, I mean, I guess, because it's, Okay. I'm looking forward to seeing how this all wraps up. Me too. In the next few issues. Because there are very, now we're. Uh, three more. Three more. We got three more. And now I feel like there's a lot for them to tie up. Yes. You got a, Marionette in mind, the Joker, Superman. What, what the hell is he even going to do in this Ozzie book? Ozymandias. Ozymandias. What's his plan? The uh, whole, Lex Luthor. The Superman theory. Rorschach. Like, the whole thing. Yeah. Like, the whole thing. Just, like, I'm just like, I, I really hope nothing is rushed out of this because it seems like we front-loaded 
a lot of not filler but like we took our time early on and I'm just concerned at how this this is a fast-paced book which is absolutely fine with me because there is something about that that like because it is a fight and like you know it's meant to be occurring over a certain amount of time yeah. the only thing I am disappointed in honestly um Hang on. I'm trying to. I'm like trying not like to like go all over the place here. Let me finish that first okay. thought though. Um, is that like this is how the rest of the books are going to be, where it's very fast paced and we're just trying to get to I the don't end think so. and tie them up. But they've got three issues left, and again, there's just a lot of plot threads out there that I'm mm-hmm. concerned they're not going to develop the way that they should be <clears throat> developed or finish out the way that they're meant to be finished out. Yeah. Um, but I'm a little disappointed in time is such an element of Doctor Manhattan. And they've been really insisting on it in the series. And when <clears throat> uh, Batman is attempting to send the message, there's not as much emphasis on that. I thought we were going to see the timestamps at the different points where yep. the message is attempting to be sent yeah. to Mars as the fight is like beginning, as like things are amping up. Mm-hmm. And I, I was just like, oh, that, it was kind of a shame. It's yeah. that, like it doesn't really detract, but I was just like, that was kind of a missed opportunity. Right. I, I felt. Yeah. yeah. Um, to to bring it back around to more of that Watchmen feel. Totally. I don't know. Yeah. I, I'm I'm excited for the future of this book, mm-hmm. and I wish that the rest of this shit wouldn't influence it. I mm-hmm. wish it were separate, um, since it can't be part of. Since it can't roll out with everything. Since we know that Snyder's kind of like painting the tapestry of the DC universe for the next twenty for the until twenty twenty one. Yes. If not twenty twenty two. Yes. I mean, like, here's the thing: if they had made it its own standalone graphic novel. Oh. It would have been like it would have been great, and it would have been something that could have been like they could have spun it out into something else. It, it for me, I think it would be a lot uh, more forgivable to those who don't like the idea of there being a sequel to Watchmen at all. Mm-hmm. Like it's like oh, no, but it's over there, and like it's not necessarily in any sort of continuity. It was more of a, a thought experiment. Yeah, you know, like I I don't know. I, I think I don't know. I don't know. Right. It, it, and I won't know until it's over because we're just talking about a one chapter to date, you know, and what yeah. we've learned from it. So no, it's right. Mm-hmm. So um, there you go. Doomsday Clock number nine. Yeah. I recommend it. Uh, it's a it's a scene, man. Yeah, I mean, like, it, look, if you've been reading Doomsday Clock, obviously go get this. Oh, but if yeah. If you haven't been, this is not, like, just This is not the jumping waiting. on point. No, I agree just, with that. Just wait. It's fine. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> no, it's true. Uh, so jumping into some books that I want to recommend. Oh, just, hang on real quick. Oh, I yeah, yeah go, no, say, yeah. Um, I read um, The Dreaming this past week. Yes, you did. This has been the best <clears> dreaming book. So far. So far. And, and uh, it has nothing to do with the dreaming. It's really just, it's more of a Sandman book than anything else. And it was awesome. And Daniel Hall gets one panel where he's a badass. And it's like the most badass he's been. Ever. Ever. <laughs> <laughs> he's the most badass ever in this book. But I had a really good time with it. And I'm looking forward to the second part of it. So nice. anyway, moving on. Well, uh, <laughs> so yeah, I, I recommend it, but like, wait. Um, so I'm recommending some books that are coming out this week that we think you should pick up. Okay, while you're recommending, I'm going to look at some recommendations yeah um have you ever wondered what the punisher would be like if he were batman pick up batman the man who the pat the batman who laughs the grim knight number one i was like where um, is this going because i'm really interested a, in this it's a spin-off book that talks about the grim knight everybody's honestly like new favorite character literally like even more so i think than the batman who laughs because we got so much I'm of him i'm starting to think so um I think it's actually because everybody likes Punisher slash Red Hood. So they're like, yes, Batman who murders people. That speaks my language. Um, it's a one-shot. It's 28 pages. I recommend it. It's also... Is it like those books that they did um, Yeah. during DC Metal where it was like, here's their origin story? Yeah, I think it is, but it's also like 
it's explaining why and how the Batman who laughs found and recruited him. Oh, so I think you're gonna get both. Okay. But uh, you know Scott Snyder and James Tynion the fourth worked on it. Um, also, there's art by Jock in the book, so check it out. Oh, you know I like that. I do. He's such a nice guy. Yeah. Um, jumping into Marvel, uh, obviously I'm gonna recommend Amazing Spider-Man number 17. Uh, it's by Nick Spencer with art by Humberto Ramos, who I would much rather see doing this series. Um, I'm sorry, Otley fans. I like Otley's work on Invincible, uh, and that's it. Uh, Hunted Part 1 is where Craven the Hunter made a bunch of Craven clones and now, uh, and stole all of Spider-Man's animal-based villains, and so now they're all gonna fight and stuff. It, it looks fun and silly and weird, and I don't care about Craven. I think he should have stayed dead, but if it's gonna do, if you're gonna do this, you know, why not do some, why not go all out? It's gonna be huge, it's gonna be neat, um, it's gonna look really cool. And it might be, if if it, if they pull this off, I'm gonna be very excited because like, I I don't like Craven stories mm -hmm. except for the one where he kills himself. So okay. this might be because I really don't like Grim Hunt. I really don't because it it did it it brought him back when I said don't, and it did it in such a stupid magicy way. And yes. this looks like it's actually just like, no, it's playing with the whole totem thing. Yeah, yeah, But yeah. without it being magic-based. And so I'm like... Yeah, we were literally just talking about this the other night. Yeah, so like, please do this. Like, I'm excited. It'll be cool. Mm -hmm. So I recommend that. Okay. Uh, there's a lot of other stuff uh, coming out this week. But those are the two books that I'm going to pick up first. Right. Read, right, right. review on this show, and, you know, go from there. Okay. Awesome. Um... Over in Image, uh, there are a lot of fans out there of Prodigy. I was less of a fan of it, but I think once it's completed, I'll give it a, an actual finished read. Sure. Through, but that will be, um, I think, issue four of that is coming out this week, so I just want to give you guys a heads up of that. Um, if you missed out on Die, that um, incredible Kieran Gillen book, mm -hmm. um, the second and third issues are going back to printing. The second is in its third printing yep. with a variant cover on that one. Oh. And this the third one is going back for its second printing with, also with a variant cover by Sweet. Stephanie Hahn. So it's pretty cool. And then in the in the Marvel realm, I want to recommend, kind of recommend, I don't know, I had a good time with that and we'll see if it continues on with this. Old Man Quill, number yes. three. I kind of enjoyed it. Your pitch for this book, like when you explained what it was, I'm like, oh, okay, that's actually really cool. Kind of neat. Kind of interesting. I mean, like, look, is it? it's one of the, it's an old man now that's, that's the thing. Now old man whatever is a thing. Yep. Um, well, and they made that old lady Harley book. Yeah, exactly. It's just a thing. So fine, whatever. Um, I, I'm gonna keep going with this until I, I'm not a fan of it. It is only a 12 issue mini, mm -hmm. so um, we'll be about a fourth of the way through with this one. And then uh, this week, um, I'm gonna pick this up if nothing else because I want this cover. Um, Age of Conan, Bellet, Bellet. There's like an accent later on down here on oh, that. Oh, I, I have know. no idea. Oh, uh, the she devil of the seas oh. uh, would be queen. Um, but anyway, it's it's a, a set of stories or a story that takes place in the world of um, Conan. It's five issues, but for me, um, Sana Takata or Takeda mm -hmm. um, is going to be doing the cover for it. So I want to get it is Takeda uh, is doing the cover or one of the covers and I want to get that oh. because it's too cool and I've just been digging this whole like Conan like renaissance we're going through right now why so not I'm, I'm, I'm gonna check it out I'm not saying it's gonna be amazing because Conan I don't think will be in it um okay but but the world will who knows did you see what else comes out this week oh is it the trade yes it's over it's over 
And I missed all of it. The whole thing. Well, I'm gonna have to pick up Defenders by Al Ewing and all a bunch of other people on that one. Um, yes, Defenders, the best defense. That's it. That's what it is. Well, they threw me off. They put trade paperback. Yeah. In the middle of it. Yeah, Defenders, trade paperback, best defense. Who who lists things like that? Uh, this horrible website. They do. Um, that's terrible. Um, but yeah, if you were looking for something that ter- like teams up like a, a kind of more classic Defenders team, um, including Doctor Strange and the Immortal Hulk and Namor. Um, you can go check that out. And the Silver Surfer. Look yeah. at him there. That's the best version of Doctor Strange you've seen since What If Magic. Yeah, it's unfortunate. For me! But that's for me. Other people really dig it. I'm just not a fan. And before we wrap up, there's a bunch of Super Chats I oh wanted goodness. to address. Uh, the first of which is coming up. I think it's down there. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, Will I Am Golden's a spoiler in Doomsday Clock. Everyone is waved away. Yep, really that are. happens. Bye. The Red Samurai says, loved seeing Jon Stewart in the book, but then I remember Jeff Johns wrote it, and he hates Jon Stewart and will never allow the character to succeed with him, while him and DiDio are at DC, and that's so sad. Unless you're reading Justice League, in which case he's doing really well. Yeah, well, um, but what helps there is you got Snyder. And he likes and that character and is doing something with him. Yeah, he wants to do it. So, um, yeah, there's a lot of lanterns there. Yeah. Uh, Brian Cahoon says, Wally West mentioned by Lex, what does it mean? Good question. It kind of sucks because it's like, we killed, we, we got rid of him, we changed him, then we brought him back, officially, then we killed him. And if we ever want to bring him back, we have to be like, well, I know we killed him like a couple years ago, or brought him back a couple years ago. Well, he's, he's back again, for real, though. And it's like, you've, you've wrecked it. You've wrecked the moment. Mr. Roboto says, does Dr. Manhattan fix the source wall? No. Um, but uh, I don't think he's even aware about that. Which, it's kind of weird. Yeah. Well, it's not related, because Scott Snyder wrote that. And clearly those two don't work together. Yeah, it's just, I'm just saying, it's kind, of, it's kind of weird as a character yeah. that he wouldn't be aware. Of, I know. And, and, like, regardless of if it's broken or not, that he wouldn't be aware of it existing. Oh, yeah. It's also kind of weird that Dr. Manhattan doesn't go and look at any of the other places. Like, like New Genesis. Exactly. Or Apocalypse. No, I agree. <laughs> weird. Yeah. Willie uh, says, what was weird for me is how did they get all the superheroes on Earth who emailed and organized them all? Must have sucked. <laughs> Agreed. They do address it in the beginning of the book, but it's like, all of them? I just assume it's Martian Manhunter. Yeah, it he's like, be. everybody go. Yes, it, it, it has to be. Like, how else can you handle that? Yeah, But by who the told way. the Doom Patrol? That's really my question. Yeah. Who, they, don't, they don't talk to them. No, who has their number? <laughs> um, by the way, really cool moment they to see. They invited themselves. Yeah, they're like, I'm lost too. They're like, oh no. <laughs> They're going to say something or bring a donkey. or. Um, <laughs> by the way, cool moment to see Dr. Manhattan's inspiration, Captain Adam, fight, like, deal the killing blow on yeah. Dr. Manhattan. That was really cool. Which was like, any of us knew that that was not going to work, and I really loved that nod to Watchmen where he's just like, what do you think was the first trick yeah. basically that I learned? And he just puts himself back together. Mm-hmm. Exactly. It's yeah. really cool. The Red Samurai says, Silent Tim, are you guys excited about the Suicide Squad news? I love that Idris Elba finally has a good role. Also, that uh, that roaster looks fun as hell. Roster. Roster. Uh, he did write roster. Okay, well, it's roster. It's roster. That roster looks fun as hell, and because it's so low-key villains, Gun can do anything. Agreed. Um, I don't care about the Suicide Squad. I'm not very excited about it, but uh, I will say that um, Idris Elba being a replacement for Will Smith is weird, especially if it is in the same universe as the previous Suicide Squad. Um, apparently Margot Robbie and uh, Amanda Waller, the actress who plays her, are coming back. Uh, so it's just going to be a big mess. It's going to be really confusing. Oh. Um, but that's cool. But I do like Idris Elba. And he's great. And he's, you know, the thing is, 
Idris Elba, Idris Elba doesn't need this. So, like, I'm not excited to see Idris Elba in this role because I'd rather see him anywhere. Like, I'll watch him in anything. So, mm. you know, that's fine. Um, I think it's, like, lazy because everybody likes him. And I think they were like, well, obviously Will Smith's not going to come back, so let's just get anyone. We'll get the one everyone likes, the actor everybody's asking for. Even though he doesn't look anything like him or act anything like you know, They're totally different actors with completely different acting styles. Mm -hmm. So it's like, you might as well just reboot the damn universe then. Yeah. You're going to do that. Yeah. Um, but I'm sure James Gunn behind it, he's not directing it, is he? I don't, I don't remember. Um, but in any case, James Gunn working on it, and it being more of an Ostrander period mm -hmm. makes me excited. And that's also cool because you could do anything. You can kill anyone. Um, and so I'm down. Like, I'm down. It's just like, the Suicide Squad is not my team. I'm not right, like, yes, right, I'm right, going right, to see right. Suicide Squad. Like, I saw the first one. I'm mm -hmm. like, oh, shit, this is really bad. Um, but, uh, but Ostrander's run is admittedly cooler than the New 52 run. So you're already starting in a better place. So I'm in. Right. Like, it's going to be smart. <laughs> so, you know, that's cool. Yeah. Good for yeah. that. I'll have some uh, great music. Yes. And uh, <laughs> you know what? Like, and I think somebody asked me, and I remember, I thought it was Super Chat, but I guess not. But uh, stay tuned for Shazam. I'm looking forward to that movie. Yeah, no, somebody kept asking if, like, what we thought about that. And I was like, well, we'll get there when the movie comes out. Yeah, that movie comes out in April. It's literally in a month. We got, we got time. We're going to do a whole episode on it. So, you got know. Plenty of time. Exactly. But for now, check out Captain Marvel. Dug the hell out of it. Yeah. And uh, check out Doomsday Clock. I also dug that. Um, even though it's weird. <laughs> but uh, that's it, folks. We'll see you guys next time with another episode of Off the Rack. Next Monday, of course. Uh, that's what this show is. A live comic book slash comic movie when it comes out review show we chat with you answer your questions and hang out with you um of course we do appreciate those of you in the super chats who have super chatted us and helped out and contributed to this episode made it an hour and 13 minutes long we do appreciate it yeah hey. we did wow yay. and uh if you want to uh explore more at comic pop go over to com uh, uh, patreon.com slash comic pop and uh check that out um because it's a, it's a fun little, like, behind the, behind the curtain. Yeah, look. You, you get back there. And Sal honestly does updates. I hear him do them all the time. I know. And uh, by the way, uh, it also helps allow us to have studio space and stuff like that. Yeah, that actually really does. So well. Literally pays the rent. <laughs> so, and oh, that gosh. is unbelievable and so, so helpful. Yes. Also, we're developing a new show version of an old show that um, may rely entirely on Patreon um, support and suggestions. Um, also... If you like Elseworlds Exchange, which is another sister show to this show, mm -hmm. there's another show spun out of Elseworlds that is only on Patreon. You can only get it there. Ooh. It's called One Shots. Nice. Yeah. It's a it's a exclusive show. You'll never find it anywhere else except on Patreon. Unless they close Patreon. It's the only time you will get that show afterwards. But why bank on that? Go over to Patreon. Join us. Check out the new show. Um, it's all it's audio only, by the way. So uh, that's it. And thank you all for, so much for hanging out with us. We'll see you guys next time with another episode. Um, in the meantime... What's happening tomorrow? Uh, Nothing. Oh, no. Something big is happening tomorrow, like in real life. Oh, yeah. Yeah. That's if you want to see me in person, come to The Pit, the People's Improv Theater in New York City, and see me on stage with the gang from uh, the Team Comic Book Club, uh, who are kind of an implication of, they informed what we were a little bit. They started out in the beginning, and uh, it was really, really cool uh, to be invited 
to hang out with them. We've done the, that show before. Mm-hmm. I'm very excited to be invited back to do it again. Yes. If you want to see me hang out with the comic book club guys, go to the People's Improv Theater tomorrow at uh, 7, I think. Uh, but yes. Check it out. Uh, look up comicbookclovelive.com. Yeah, it's a good time. It's really fun. Yeah, it's a fun show. Yeah. Uh, so hopefully see you guys tomorrow. Yeah, Otherwise, awesome. we'll see you here on the channel. Mm-hmm. All right, so everybody. Bye, guys. Bye, guys.